Stories, fables, ghostly tales. What do stalkers, kidnappers, dangerous vagrants, a dodgy work colleague, and stranger danger have all in common? The collective understanding that you'd never want to meet those people. Listeners, I have just for you eight true let's not meet encounters that will have you locking your house doors, car doors, and bathroom stalls. A huge thank you to all those that provided me their permission to bring these stories to your lovely ears, and I can't wait to sink my teeth into them. Right now though, I'm enjoying a delicious cinnamon and spiced apple tea. Perfect for a cold day over here in Australia. So, wherever you are, get cozy, turn the lights off, the sound up, and let's listen to something creepy. Another story about shopping late at night as a female by Hey It's Stevie. I just read someone's post about shopping late at night and decided to share my own as well, which I'd been on the fence about mostly because I'd just like to forget it. So a few weeks ago, I was up late and wide awake and realized I hadn't eaten dinner. It was around midnight and I wasn't in the mood for drive through and hadn't done grocery shopping. So I decided to go to my local 24-hour Walmart for a frozen pizza and some ice cream. I'm clearly single. <laughs> my city is very middle class, very quiet, very suburbia. So I really was not feeling at all concerned about going. I got to the store and then sat in my car for a minute, checking a text I'd received while driving. I saw something out the corner of my eye, but initially ignored it. I'm in a parking lot. Of course, there will be movement. However, some gut feeling made me look over, and I noticed someone was straining to catch a glimpse of me. Now, this isn't abnormal because I actually had a shaved head and am a woman, and I get a lot of looks for it on a regular day, especially living in suburbia. People are always drawn to take an extra glance at the unusual, and I see people all the time doing the scan because they want to figure out if I'm a guy or a girl, if I'm sick, why I've shaved my head. I'm not a punk or alternative and I definitely appear healthy, so I understand to a point the confusion or stares. I don't get that weirdness in the city, but that's beside the point, I guess. So as I glance at him quickly, I give the old half smile of, we both are acknowledging each other, so you can stop now non-verbal thing. My state is pretty passive-aggressive, so that's a thing here. He quickly looks away. I go back to my text. A tingling feeling on the back of my neck makes me look over, and now I'm really creeped out. He's really staring at me. But now that I'm looking closer, I see the way he's staring is not at all out of curiosity. I look at his eyes, and there dead, and blank, and menacing at all the same time, if that makes sense. Something about his eyes sent ice through my gut. I can see he's in a rusty truck full of weird shit and dirty plastic bags, and has a giant smear of what looks like blood all over the passenger door. Like old, dried blood. I grew up in a family of hunters. I know the sight of blood when I see it. And there was a lot of it. 
I just had all my instincts screaming that something was terribly, terribly wrong. This all takes about 30 seconds, I'm guessing. To describe his looks, his face is kind of similar to Warren Jeff's. Not that that matters, just painting the picture. I should mention he wasn't blinking and he was really strained to see me. He held up his phone, without looking at his phone, and still not blinking. And then, flash. He's just taken a pic of me. I'm scared at this point. My fingers and knees are trembling. And I push down on the brake, and it takes me a few tries to push the button to start the car. He takes another picture. He starts his truck. I drove the fuck out of the parking lot and onto the main road. He's following me, and I debate calling the police. I'm about to call when I realize he's not behind me anymore. Okay, I'm fine. Everything is good. It's fine. I took the long way back to the store. Yeah, back to the store. Apparently, I'm incredibly stupid. I don't know. I get to the store, a little jumpy, but he's not around. I'm inside, with my basket, I have my pizza, and I'm now browsing for the pint of ice cream I'd like. I see another flash. I turn. It's him! At the end of the aisle, he's still holding his phone up, weirdly, without looking at it. His clothes are dirty as hell. I'm pissed now and yell, Oh, fuck this dude! Because I'm aggressive when I'm scared. I slammed the freezer door shut and began stomping toward him, even though I was fucking terrified, to try and scare him off, and it worked-ish. He ran off. The ice cream is near the registers, so I grabbed the random pint and very quickly hustled to the register. He wasn't behind me. I start ringing up, and he's in the woman's clothes, which is right behind the register. He has his hand on a pile of shirts and he's kind of fingering and rubbing the shirt on top, and looking at me. I told the cashier as quickly and as quietly as I could what was happening, and she called the manager on duty, who I guess called the police. She advised me to stay by her. He must have gathered what was happening and scampered off. By the time the police arrived, he was gone, and my shock had worn off and I was visibly upset. The police not only walked me to my car, but followed me home. It's not far. But to make sure that I wasn't followed by the creep. I'll never go to that store again. And I've been getting so, so, so creeped out coming home at night. I live alone half the time. And my daughters live with me the other half of the time. I don't feel safe. Creepy motherfucker with the bloody vehicle taking pictures of me at Walmart. Let's not ever meet again. Fake Trick or Treaters by Just Kinda Floating So this happened on Halloween when I was about 11. My friend and I decided to go trick or treating. Yeah, we were a little old but we just wanted some free candy. I lived in a very nice neighborhood, one of the ones where everyone gives out the full size candy bars, so it wasn't unusual to have a lot of people come there to trick or treat. However, that also meant that there's about an acre of front yard for each house, so it took about three minutes to walk between each door. It was a good night for Halloween weather-wise, not too chilly, not rainy or anything. This is important later. So it's approaching 8.30pm, and after hanging around on the golf course and appreciating our candy haul, we decide to start heading home and call it a night. 
The street I live on is a gigantic U-shape, like a little over half a mile walk from the top of the U down to the bend to the other side. We were walking towards the end of the U further from my house as we wanted to take the long way since it was such a nice night. It's about 9pm now so no one else is really out anymore at this point and people turned off their porch lights. The universal signal for no more trick-or-treaters. That's when we noticed a lone white van parked on the street. We made a joke about how it looks of the stereotypical kidnap vans with the painted windows. That's when we notice it shift out of the park and slowly creep down the street towards us and park at the next house. Oh, they must have kids trick-or-treating, I said to myself. It wasn't uncommon for people to drive their kids from house to house since they were so spread out in our neighborhood. But given that it was 9pm and a night with nice weather, it struck us as a bit odd. We checked every few minutes and it seemed to just be stopping from house to house like normal. We turned around again and kept walking at a leisurely pace, gossiping and whatnot. That's when we hear the car squeal as it moved forward down the hill and park again. This time, only about two houses away from us on the opposite side of the street. Again, weird time to trick or treat, but whatever. That's when we realized there were no kids getting out of the van. Not one. Now, this was before my first phone, a red and white Samsung Propel since it was 2008. We were only 15 minutes from my house, but we were a bit disturbed, so we walked to the nearest door, rang the bell, and stuck our bags out in an attempt to act normal. A woman opens the door just a crack, and proceeds to berate us for trying to trick or treat at this hour, and slams the door before we could even say a word. Okay, thanks lady. We turn around, and the van is right there, parked in the wrong direction, on our side of the street. The windows are tinted, so we can't even see the guy driving. Trying to keep our cool, we casually walk away from the door and up the street, into this cul-de-sac loop that's on the side of the street that makes up the bigger U. If you cut through that loop and hop a couple of fences, you can end up at my back door. The van goes the same way. Now we know he's following us, since there's no reason for him to go up this side street otherwise. We break into a sprint, and I am by no means athletic, but I hopped those fences like an Olympian. We run inside my house, lock up the doors and freak out while we sit in the front hall. Not five minutes later, the van slowly drives down the street past my house. We stress eat our candy and think of what could have happened if we hadn't been aware of our surroundings. Fake trick or treater man with the creepy white van. Let's not meet. Followed me home from McDonald's on a late night walk. By OMG Shut Up Meg. Love the name. <laughs> this was about 18 months ago. I lived alone when I was 19 and one night, I decided to walk down to McDonald's like I do on occasion. I lived about one kilometer from McDonald's. It was a bit of a sketchy area, a lot of people roaming the streets, a lot of drug addicts and criminals. I started walking and saw two guys, probably around my age on the other side of the street. In this situation, it is important to note my house and McDonald's were on the same main street. 
opposite tree dance campsites on the beach. I could feel their eyes as I walked past, but I didn't look up. They crossed the road and started walking behind me. They were close enough for me to hear them laughing and whistling. They waited at the corner as I went into McDonald's and I could see them watching. I left Macca's through the back door, walked straight up the side street and around three blocks before I braved going back to the main road. I came out in front of them and again, they started following me. They were steadily gaining on me. I walked as fast as I could without running because I knew then they would catch up to me. I came to a corner with a 7-Eleven and turned in. As soon as I was out of their sight, I ran straight behind the store and hid between a dumpster and a bush. I stayed there for maybe 20 to 25 minutes. I slowly emerged and went up the next side street. I followed that street down until I came to more shops behind the main street. They were standing under a post light directly in my way. I froze and walked backwards so slowly and carefully, trying not to be seen or heard. I ran around another side street and ended up looping around my house and jumping my back fence. After that, and a couple of other similar experiences, I have serious anxiety about leaving the house by myself. Homeless Guy Hiding in My Laundry Room by Sue Drawkid So, I don't live in the greatest area, nor in the nicest apartment, so I'm always kind of checking my surroundings when I'm out and about. Nothing crazy, just being aware of what's going on around me. This being said, the other night I decided that the mountain of dirty clothes inhabiting my closet was bordering on, ugh, disgusting, and it was time to do one of my least favourite chores, laundry. I don't mind doing laundry itself, but the laundry room in this building always gave me the creeps. It's in the dank and dark basement of the building, and you always have to grope the wall for the light switch. It really would make an excellent location for a horror film. To be honest. So I go down, throw my laundry in the machine, everything's fine and dandy. Come back 40 minutes later, throw it in the dryer, nothing out of the usual. Yet. An hour later, I go back down in the basement to collect my stuff out of the dryer. Well, when I turn on the light, the dryer door is open and my shit is strewn about, on the ground, hanging out of the dryer, etc. And to top it all off, they were still wet, which was the worst part. I didn't want to have to keep coming down to the laundry room because I'm a lazy shit. <laughs> Normally I'd be like, whatever, because sometimes people open dryers and just don't close them. But this really looked like someone rummaged through my stuff. Shrugging this off, I put my stuff back in, and that's when I get such a sharp chill running down my back. It was so random, I genuinely felt like I wasn't alone. So I turned around, back to the elevator, because like I previously stated, lazy shit. And all of a sudden, I hear the sound of someone frantically running up the stairs on the other side of the room, almost as if they'd been spotted. Anyways, I get all my laundry back to my apartment, and notice I'm missing some stuff. But at this point, I'm kind of creeped out, so I'm not in the mood to go snooping around looking for some t-shirts. So I kind of just forget about it. Until a couple of days after, I received an email from our landlord telling all the residents that a homeless guy not only broke into the building, 
He performed sexual acts upon himself in the laundry room, then started a fire and went around the building trying to break into people's unlocked apartments. So I'm guessing this guy went through my stuff, probably took something, did God knows what with it, and then, uh, started an actual fucking fire for some reason. I'm going to send the email to the mods for verification and see if I can get an okay to post the pictures from the CCTV on here because they make this story about 100 times creepier. And if you're reading this, you laundry-stealing pyromaniac, please, let's not meet. Update. So mods said I can post the pics as long as the identifying info is gone. So I block out the guy's face. Here he is in the laundry room, and then the hallway. Looks like he took some clothes and put them on, I'm guessing. I'll add both image links in the episode notes, just in case you lovely listeners are interested. My Work Colleague, The Friendly Creep By 66666M This is my first ever post. I've been debating about posting this for a few days since there is some media coverage, but I decided I'm not at risk anyways. This happened around June last year. I had been working at this grocery shop for over a year as a cashier and became kind of friends with a few of the people I worked with. I was often put on the night shift, finishing at 11pm if I remember correctly. So it was usually me, another cashier, and about five night fill people who restock shelves and whatnot. On this night, one of the night fill people working was, let's call him P, a charismatic early 20s student who was super nice to everyone in the store, and sometimes hung around the counter talking to me and the other cashier for a bit when I wasn't busy. Nothing strange about him. I actually liked it when he was working because time passed quicker when I had someone to talk to. Little did I know. At around 9pm, I went on my break. The office break room was downstairs, and the staff bathroom was next to it. While I was having a snack, P came in and we had a short conversation. I think we were just talking about what we did outside of work and whatever. He left, and after finishing what I was eating, I went to the bathroom. The staff bathroom was just a single room. No stalls with lockers at the back, where we put our things. A toilet next to them and a sink. As soon as I walked in, I noticed an open locker at the very bottom next to the toilet with a bunch of someone's things in it. I remember very clearly noticing it because I saw a pack of cigarettes and I really wanted to take one because I was a smoker who didn't buy her own cigarettes at the time. I sat on the toilet to do my thing while still looking at the locker. I noticed there was an iPhone face down, propped at an angle with a jumper, and instantly... Kill Bill sirens started going off in my head. I ignored it for a bit and just closed the locker door. I finished doing my thing and just started pacing around the bathroom. I knew this was dodgy, because firstly, why would anyone put their things in the bottom locker next to the toilet, which is probably the filthiest place to put them? Secondly, even though most people didn't have locks on their lockers, who would leave the locker wide open with their phone in plain sight? I kept thinking for a few minutes, trying to figure out if I should pick up the phone and check that I wasn't being recorded. At the time, I was thinking, but if I'm not, that would be so disrespectful. But I also didn't want to find out that I was in fact being recorded in the toilet. Finally, I snapped out of it and realized 
I had literally nothing to lose if I just grabbed the phone and checked. Sure enough, there it was. The moment I grabbed the phone and looked at the screen, a video stopped recording. In front of me was a home screen with all the usual iPhone apps, and amongst them was one called Hidden Camera, or something along those lines. A photo of P as the background. I absolutely lost my shit. I opened the app, and on it, there were so many videos. I scrolled through it to find the most recent one and started watching it. The video starts with P putting his phone down and propping it up on his jumper to make sure the back camera is facing the toilet. At this point, I'm pretty sure I was crying and shaking from how fucked the whole thing was. I then fast forward to the last few minutes. It was about 10 to 15 minutes long and see myself going into the bathroom, pulling my pants down and sitting down all the while looking at the locker and then closing the locker door. This whole time, I was trying to convince myself that this wasn't actually happening, but that was all the proof I needed. I sat down on the toilet and kept crying, not knowing what to do. I then started messaging my friend to group chat, obviously distressed and trying to explain as quickly as I could. I wasn't sure if this was something that required me calling the cops, but I think one of my friends finally told me to call them, so I did. I tried to explain what happened quietly. I was really scared that P had figured out something was wrong in the toilet and was going to try to get in. And also scared that the cops wouldn't help since I wasn't really in physical danger, even though this was definitely very illegal. I just felt violated like it was somehow my fault, like I was in the wrong for having checked the phone in the first place. I was told to wait in the bathroom until the police came. I waited for about 40 minutes just crying and shaking and messaging my friends. Then I heard a knock at the door, and they told me it was the police. I let them in and they closed the door. Behind them was P, looking like a scared dog. I told them what happened. They looked at the phone, gathered all the evidence, arrested P, and took me to the police station to make my statement. I knew he had been released on bail until his court case, and he wasn't allowed near me or my workplace but I was terrified that I would run into him and he'd try to hurt me. Thankfully, this never happened. The police kept in contact with me and let me know that they had found hundreds of upskirting and staff bathroom videos. P was charged with several offenses and sentenced to 10 months in jail and was later deported since he was here on a student visa. So anyways, today I'm happy to say, gross creep, we probably won't meet. Stranger Asks for a Ride by Maya-May99 This happened around a year ago when I was almost 18. It was a Saturday night and I was doing lifts for a friend that had been out to the clubs near where I lived. Obviously, I couldn't drink as I wasn't old enough, so this would be my usual Saturday it passed the time and helped me make a bit of pocket money. I was in a parking spot opposite the club, waiting for one of my friends to come out so I could take her home. I was just scrolling through my Snapchat, waiting for her to finally turn up, when I heard the passenger side door open and someone get in. Expecting it to be my friend, I looked up and said, Hey! But to my surprise, it wasn't her. It was a random guy I hadn't seen before. He said, I know you don't know me but could you give me a ride home? 
I really need to get out of here. And he sounded really panicked. I told him no, because I don't give strangers rides, and I was meant to be picking up my friend. He sighed, and got out of the car and walked extremely fast down the street away from my car. I thought it was weird, but assumed he was just some drunk guy trying to avoid having to walk home. Until the next day. I was scrolling through Facebook when I saw a photo of the same guy posted by the police from my town. Apparently, he had shot someone behind the club and they were looking for him. That's when I realized he was trying to use me as a getaway. It scares me to think about the fact he was in my car with a gun. And had I given him a ride, anything could have happened. Couchsurfing Gone Wrong by Double Skyhawk A few years ago, I was on a trip across the US with my then-girlfriend Emily. We didn't have a lot of money and were sleeping in the car most of the way. In Salt Lake City, tired of sleeping in her tiny sedan, we tried a couchsurfing app that connects people who need a place to stay with hosts willing to share a couch or extra bed. Importantly, Emily made an account and we eventually found someone close to downtown who said we could spend the night in their spare room. We were going to a concert that night and the host told us to call them whenever we were on our way over. Leaving the concert, I called the number and a middle-aged man picked up. Hello? He answered, seeming a bit surprised for someone presumably expecting a call. Hey, I said, this is the people you were talking to earlier. Just wanted to let you know that we're about to head over. There was a few moments of silence. In an annoyed tone, the man replied, I thought you were a couple of girls. I explained that I was coming with my girlfriend, and there must have been some miscommunication. At this point, he started making excuses about not being able to host us, something about having to wake up early and not having enough room for us anyway. Sketched out, I told him that we'd make other arrangements and hung up the phone. Still, I was curious about what was going on, so we decided to drive by the address he gave us. As the GPS directed us to ever-worsening areas of town, I grew more concerned. Finally, we arrived at the address he gave us, a seemingly abandoned warehouse in an industrial park. I don't know exactly what he had planned for the girls he was expecting, but we were in no rush to find out. We sped out of the area and found a cheap motel for the night. It wasn't until the next day that it sunk in how close we were to danger, and what might have happened if Emily called this person instead of me. Update. For everybody asking, we did report him to the company, and they said they would handle it. Thought I was overreacting with a customer, but I wasn't. By Tavik7. This has been happening over the course of the last few days. Sorry if it's a bit confusing to read, I've been a little shaken up by it. Also, a bit of backstory. I just moved and left everyone behind in Florida, and I'm about 1,600 miles away, so I'm living alone with just my dog. I've been working at this place for two months now, and at my old store I never had this problem. I work at a popular restaurant slash fast food chain, and there's this guy who comes in every day. As per new customer rules now, we have to be overly nice to customers and they want us to be on a first name basis with our regulars. Whatever, 
I can do that. I'm actually really good with customer service. So we introduced ourselves the other day. He's a really nice guy. Easily 37 to 42 years old. Found out last night he's actually 47. I came in the other day to work and I patted him on the arm as I walked by and said hi. Because I'm a nice person. Well, this past Thursday, he comes in and instead of sitting in his usual spot with his co-workers, they all sit next to our takeout window, which is where I was working. This guy gives me his business card, tells me to text him later, winks, and sits down, and proceeds to casually look over at me and watch me occasionally. I told a few of my managers and everyone laughed at me. I was so uncomfortable until he left. I went home and started to think I may have overreacted to the situation and tried brushing it off. I mean, this guy just assumed I was interested in him because I was being nice. Fast forward to yesterday. Creepy guy got worse. He came in and I was on the cash register, so I had to interact. First thing he said to me was, I'm sorry I was too forward the other day. I said it was fine and started ringing out the next person. He left. I went to our takeout site again, and lo and behold, he's sitting there. Great. I tried avoiding him at all costs, but he's full on staring. He waved at me and asked why I never texted him. I showed him my hand with a fake engagement ring on it. My mum, boyfriend, and I all agreed this would be the easiest way to stop this. This is why me being alone is important. They're both back in Florida and can't help me much. And he said, oh, and left me alone. Then he came up asking for more ice, and someone else got it because we knew he just wanted me to get it. He asked me directly so he could talk to me. Then he came back and asked for toothpicks, asked me directly again. Again, someone else got them. Then he finally left. Co-workers are starting to understand why I'm freaking out in the back, trying to avoid him. Fast forward to 3.15, mind you, I'm off at 4 and freaking out at this point, and he comes back for a bag of chips, alone. He sat in the corner where I couldn't see him, then he moved to the takeout window again, then moved back to his hiding spot, and then he came up to the window while I was there. I said, hey. He didn't answer, just stared at me for a solid 30 seconds, then walked away. Then I saw him leave at like 3.45. I was relieved, but had to have someone walk me to my car. And then, I went to buy pepper spray. All the while, my general manager was making fun of the situation the whole time. And another manager that didn't witness this crazy guy said, I don't believe that. He's a nice guy. My co-worker went off on him. Thanks, Jen. The one most fucked up part of it all. My manager refuses to ban him from the store after admitting what he was doing was creepy. I talked to my old manager back in Florida about it, and he said after the first incident, he'd have banned the guy. So I'm still forced to interact with him. So Dave, I'll probably end up seeing you tomorrow, and I wish I could say, let's not meet again. But please, leave me alone. Goodness, these stories are creepy. And a constant reminder to be ever vigilant. And it's important to realize when it's time to shift from being polite to get the hell out of their mode. And thankfully, 
The people in these stories listened to that gut feeling and lucked out in some cases. Either way, I'm just glad they're safe. And I do hope your situation, Tavik7, with your dodgy customer gets resolved. Stay safe, mate. And a big thank you to those that submitted their stories. These lovely people are Hey It's Stevie, Just Kinda Floating, OMG Shut Up Meg, Sudral Kid, 66666M, Maya May 99, Double Skyhawk, and Tavik7. Thank you so much. And stick with me Friday, my lovely listeners. Perhaps a no sleep, or even a mystery classic tale, or even some poetry. I haven't done that in a while. I'm missing it. <laughs> so I can't wait for Friday. Not only that, it's the end of the week. Weekend ahoy. So stay creepy delicious, my ghouls and ghasts, and I'll see you Friday for some freaky stories. But as always, until next time. time.